This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sports Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday, the 29th of November. In your Sports Today, Australia has a new boxing world champion, a record breaking Saturday of women's sport. Australia is knocked out of the Davis Cup and Vale Frank Williams. This is your Sport Today. We start today with boxing because Australia has a new world champion after George Kemposis Jr. beat Teofimo Lopez in New York yesterday. I saw the highlights when I got home yesterday, Fez, and I swear, the sound of one of Cambosis' punches in the first round was still ringing in my ears when I went to bed. It was that big. It came after Lopez said that he'd be the one to knock the Aussie out in the first round, but instead, it was Cambosis Jr. who floored his opponent with a huge punch, and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the fight. Cambosis Jr., he dominated most of the bout, and even though he was knocked down in the 10th round, two of the three judges scored the fight his way, which meant Lopez lost for the first time in his professional career. Yeah, Kambosis Jr. was pretty pumped up after the fight. He called himself the Emperor. That was until Lopez snatched the mic from him. Yeah, and remember Kanye at the VMAs back in 2009? This kind of had the same vibes. Lopez said that the ref had raised his arm after the fight, and he thought that he'd won 10 of the 12 rounds to make him champion, but the rant did not go down very well with the New York crowd. They were heard booing Lopez. Kambosis uh, Jr., he called him delusional, and he told Lopez to take the loss like a champion offering a rematch back in Australia in front of what he hoped would be 80,000 fans next year. Now, this result is really important because it means Cambosis Jr. is the lightweight champion and he now holds the WBA, the IBF, the WBO and the Ring Magazine belts. Yeah, some people are calling this the biggest win in Australian boxing history. There was lots of love for Cambosis Jr. on social media. Legendary boxer Manny Pacquiao said how proud he was of his former sparring partner. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. What is Cambosis Jr.'s in-ring nickname? Cavs, what would your in-ring nickname be? Uh, well, we like to rhyme, don't we? So something about bore or underscore, uh, Gabor Galore. I don't know, something like that, Fez. Yours? Martin the underscore Gabor. <laughs> I think that's a nice ring to it. Uh, find out Cambosis Jr.'s nickname at the end of the show. Back home, there were two pretty big women's sporting matches on Saturday. Uh, the Matildas, they lost to the USA 3-0 in Sydney. And later that night, the Perth Scorchers beat the Adelaide Strikers to win their first WBBL title. But the biggest winner might be women's sport itself because there were record crowds at both those matches. Yeah, and that's not to mention some record TV numbers as well. So the Matildas match had 36,109 fans at Stadium Australia. Our very own Lucy Watkin was out there cheering the Aussies on, but it didn't help. Come on, Lucy, got to be better. That broke the previous record for a Matildas match in Australia by more than 2,500. That was set back at the 2000 Sydney Olympics against Sweden. Then in Perth for the WBBL final, 15,511 fans watched the Scorchers win win there by 12 runs, and that's about 10,000 more than the previous best record for a standalone WBBL match. And to top it off, 535,000 people watched the match on Channel 7, Fox Cricket and KO, and that's the most ever for a WBBL match. And Fez, I reckon we probably counted towards those statistics. 
Yeah, well, I was certainly tuning in. Just the one screen for me, though. Uh, that actually beat the final from three years ago, which was the previous record. The Matildas have another match against the US. That's tomorrow night in Newcastle. Catch it on Network 10 from 8pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Our cricket fans will be all over the news around Australia's latest test captain, but just in case you missed it, on Friday, Pat Cummins was named Australia's 47th men's test captain. The other big news on Friday came from Tim Payne. He's taking an indefinite leave from all forms of cricket. Yeah, so the context here is that Payne stood down from the captaincy 10 days ago after details of a sexting incident with a colleague from 2017 were made public. Uh, Payne's teammates, they still backed him to play in the Ashes and just last week he made his return to cricket after neck surgery. But Fez, on Friday, his manager said that Payne was taking a mental health break away from cricket and then later that afternoon, Cummins was named Australia's new test captain and Steve Smith is going to be his vice-captain and that's going to be his first official leadership role since the sandpaper scandal in South Africa that happened back in 2018. Yeah, Smith was banned from any leadership role for two years for his part in the Sandpaper Gate scandal. Uh, the Ashes is just 10 days away, so expect to hear more about who might replace Payne as keeper in the coming days. On Friday, we chucked up a poll on our Instagram account asking you who should bat at number five in the test team between Travis Head and Usman Kawaja. Well, thanks very much to those who voted. 60% voted in favour of Usman Kawaja. Don't forget to follow Sport Today on social media. All the links are in the episode notes. Australia has made a winning start to this season's Women's World Rugby Sevens Series. The Aussies beat Fiji 22-7 in the final in Dubai. And Gabs, that's just the start of a very, very big 12 months. There's a lot going on over the next year, <laughs> yeah. Fez. We've got the Seven Series, that ends in May, then the Commonwealth Games in July and August, and then there's a World Cup in South Africa next September. Now, in their five matches in Dubai, the Aussies, they scored 163 points and conceded just the 39. Australia's been a successful team in women's sevens. They won the gold medal at the Rio 2016 Olympics and the Seven Series in 2017, but they finished fifth at the Tokyo Games this year, and player the final in Dubai, Charlotte Kazlik said that the team was really disappointed with finishing fifth in Tokyo and that the hard work they've put in ever since is paying off already. Yep, it's one from one so far, but New Zealand didn't play in Dubai because of COVID and they won the gold in Tokyo. The Aussie men, they were knocked out in the quarters, but both sides will be back in action this weekend for round two. That one's also in Dubai. To tennis now, and Australia's run at the Davis Cup is over. Uh, the Aussies beat Hungary in Italy on a Saturday night, but it wasn't enough to get through to the knockout rounds. The Davis Cup, this used to be played over an entire year, but due to money and, of course, the pandemic, it's played in the one region now over a two-week period. There are six groups of three, and then the top team from each group and the two best second-place teams, they make it through to the quarters. Now, because Australia lost so heavily to Croatia on Friday, it meant that their 2-1 win over Hungary just wasn't enough to get them through. But in spite of the loss, Aussie captain Leighton Hewitt said he was extremely proud of his players. You can catch the rest of the Davis Cup on Foxtel and KO Sports. Let's go to soccer now, where a game in Portugal had to be called off yesterday because one of the teams didn't have enough players for the match to continue. Gabs, what happened here? 
Yes, this is on Sunday when Benfica travelled to play Belenenses in Portugal's top football competition. Now, the problem was Belenenses, they only had nine available players instead of the usual 11, and they didn't even have a bench. And that's because a squad member returned a positive COVID test after he returned from South Africa, and then it spread through the team with 17 players and staff testing positive. The Belenenses players really wanted this game to be postponed, but the match went ahead, so they released a statement on on social media just before kickoff, which said that football had lost its heart. They were down 1-0 after an own goal in the first minute and things didn't get better with Benfica leading 7-0 at halftime. Yeah, Bellinenses came back with seven players after half time, uh, but the referee had to call the game off just three minutes later when another player went down injured. The rules in soccer say you must have at least seven players on the pitch. Time for Catch This and overnight Formula One racing lost a legend of the sport. So Frank Williams passed away at the age of 79. Williams was the founder of the Williams F1 racing team in 1977 and in 1980 they won their first world championship with Aussie Alan Jones the driver. Yeah, and Fez, that was the first of seven drivers' championships for Williams, and they also won nine constructors' championships from 1980 up to 1997. In 1986, he lost the use of his legs in a car crash, but was still the team's principal up until last year. He was knighted in 1999 for his services to motorsport as well. F1 president and chief executive Stefano Domenicali described Williams as a true giant of the sport, and there are tributes from people all over the racing world for him on social media. Yeah, just check out Twitter and Instagram to see the tributes flowing for Williams. As for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile, what is the in-ring nickname for Australia's latest boxing world champion, George Kempos Jr.? Gabs, what is it? It's not the underscore. Well, exactly. I might be underscore, but you can hashtag ferocious Cambosis. George Ferocious Cambosis Jr. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll catch you then.